Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Ich warte seit Wochen auf diesen Tag und tanz vor Freude über den Asphalt. Als wär's ein Rhythmus, als gäb's ein Lied, das mich immer weiter durch die Straßen zieht. Komm dir entgegen. Hallo und willkommen zu Gegenpressing, der Bundesliga-Podcast. I'm Manu Fried, hier Stefan Bienkowski. This is the preview show. This time it's actually almost the end of the week. Stefan, how are you holding in there? We're almost there. Yeah, we are almost there. People who don't subscribe to the bonus shows will have no idea what you're talking about right in the <laughs> Well, they should be subscribing, let's be honest here. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's been one of those weeks. It usually is when, um, you know, the, the Champions League's on and things mm. like that. But yeah, the weekend is almost here. And some really, really tasty fixtures this weekend. I've kind of really struggled to separate at least three or four ties. Um, yeah. So it usually means... Um, Chaos is about to reign in the Bundesliga. Yeah, no, that's what we want, right? We want um, absolute mayhem. Um, we want unpredictability. Um, we we want to be wrong as much as we can, or not. I guess like there's always lucky guesses, which um, involves uh, this week a little bit. Uh, also, don't forget to change your fantasy Bundesliga team. Um, Danny almost back. So that's my my player to watch out for this week. Stefan, I put him back into my squad. He's back. And I am debating what to do with uh with my strikers. Uh I made the big mistake of send, selling Openda thinking that Phil is gonna score lots of goals against his former club and of course Openda scored and Phil Krug didn't. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I've actually gone for the same. I've got, I've kept Danny, I've, or rather brought Danny Almo back into my team. Mm. Um, I'm, I haven't actually changed my strikers at all so far this season. I've gone with Kane and Malin, who've done okay mm. most of the time. Uh, and of course, uh, by a bear at Hoffenheim, who signed a new contract this week, a new contract extension. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, it's. I mean, I'm still doing dreadfully in the in the in the in, in the league. I think I may have made it into the top 200 uh, <laughs> last weekend. So that's something to celebrate. But yeah, on the whole, it's uh, it's 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 looking pretty embarrassing. Yeah, let's not talk too much about it. Um, okay, you know what we should be talking about is the the upcoming fixtures. So let's let's pay the bills first. Let's talk about our sponsors, and then we can talk about the match day. I think that is is a good good order of things. So we'll be back right after this break. This episode of the Game Pressing Podcast is brought to you by Bet Online. The last of the major pro sports leagues kicks off this week, and Bet Online is your top spot for all your NBA action this season. With MLB postseason, NFL, and college football, and NHL in full swing, Bet Online is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. Get everything NBA at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access for every sport, anytime. Head to the bet online today to get in on the action. Don't forget to use the promo code BELIEVE, that is B-L-E-A-V, BELIEVE, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. 
Bet Online, where the game starts. Um, I actually watched a bit of NBA last night because there is this. Have you heard of this kid, Stefan? Um, Wembanyama. He was drafted number one by San Antonio Spurs. He is seven four. Is this the guy with the really long arms, which yeah. I appreciate is also something that most NBA players have, but I think he came up on my Instagram reels last night and me and my wife just kind of looked. I honestly couldn't tell if it was like, sci, uh, you know, um, not sci-fi, uh, if it was like, you know, computer graphics or not. Yeah. Yeah, that's him. It's uh, surreal. Absolutely incredible. <laughs> Yeah, I'm 19. quite amused by the kind of growing number of Europeans actually playing in the NBA these days. Yeah, I mean, when Germany won the World Championship, right, this summer. Um, For, so it is becoming a Serbian um, guy who's quite good as well, I think. There, yeah. there must be so many Americans listening to this, trying to roll in their eyes, kind of listening to us, kind of try to draw a dot or try and pull together some sort of idea of what the NBA is like. I'm but... sure we'll hear it in the comments, Stefan. <laughs> My favorite team are the Springfield Isotopes. That's all I know. <laughs> the, the Vancouver Grizzlies are still around, right? <laughs> sure. Sure. That's true. I'm, Anyways, I'm absolutely certain of it. Absolutely so uh, to draw it back to football, there is actually a photo of uh, Wembanyama and uh, Kylian Mbappe, and you need to look that one up, Stefan, because it's absolutely surreal. Um, yeah. Anyhow, football, Bundesliga. Um, need to point out this is always always in association with get German football news, and we have, as as you mentioned, um, some very interesting fixtures coming up. Um, and I do, I, I actually, I'll be honest with you, I had to look for my predictions really quickly here um, because I lost them um, among finding the ads and all that other stuff and thinking about basketball. I have them now in front of me and we're starting on Friday with Bochum against Mainz. Um, we have complained for many weeks last season that this Friday fixture is a snoozer. Um then this year it started off really well and at first glance this isn't really a great game Stefan Bochum against Mainz having said that Mainz looked pretty good against Bayern last week and um, gave me some sense of optimism the young player Gruder he is I looked at some of this underlying stats for my Angelo Stiller article um, last night um, and Gruder popped up a ton so Mainz could actually be an interesting team to watch on Friday. And I actually yeah. think Mainz are going to win this. I went for a 2-1 win here. So I almost went down the same kind of thought path as you. Um, you know, Mainz did look quite good uh, against Bayern. Um, Bochum yeah. looked relatively useless so far this season. Then I remembered a very key point. And that is every time someone plays Bayern and plays out their skin and earns some yeah. degree of plaudits, they're usually exhausted the next weekend. It happens time and time and time again in the Bundesliga. And I'm convinced that's going to happen on Friday night. Um, so I've gone for a 1-1 draw just because I think both teams are going to be absolutely dreadful. And uh, it's a shame it's the big Friday night game. It always happens when the European yeah. fixtures are on because the top... 8 or 10 teams in the league are obviously playing so they can't take part it's always a 6 pointer yep. 
Um, but it should be a fun game. You know, Bochum usually put on a good show, at least their fans do. Uh, it should be a good match to watch on television. Uh, but in terms of the actual football, I think they'd be very little to tell these two teams apart. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, what do you think of this next one then? Bayern against Darmstadt. Um, how high is the score going to be on Bayern's side is what I'm asking here, Stefan. <laughs> um, well, yeah, I've got, I think, At home too, right? What was that, sorry? At home as well for Bayern. You always, always yeah. know what happens for small teams at, at the Allianz. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is a pretty straightforward result, I think. I've gone for a three-woman for Bayern. Darmstadt mm. are conceding 2.5 goals per away game this season. Um, they've <laughs> not looked fantastic, um, at least on, on the road. Uh, and yeah, Bayern or Bayern. I think, you know, we we did a, we did a deep dive into Bayern's performances against Galatasaray on the bonus show, which, mm. which I'd recommend anyone wants to listen to as well as the Dortmund game. And within that, I think we made a good point that, you know, Bayern's attack really is on fire in all cylinders right now, even though the defence yeah. maybe isn't. But I don't think Darmstadt are going to cause too many issues up Bayern's end of the pitch. And I think this will be a pretty, uh, it'll be a pretty um, <laughs> done and dusted affair. I'll put it that way. Yeah. Not the game to watch on Saturday. Um, and I mean, watch a Darmstadt to steal a point somehow, no? Um, but I don't think that's actually going to happen. I went for a 3 0 Bayern Munich win, but um, only because I don't have the guts to say something like 6 or 7 0, um, because that could also happen, right? Um, yeah. Pretty pretty straightforward, I think, for Bayern Munich. Uh, this next one, Stefan, Gladbach against Heidenheim, I really struggled here um, to come up with a prediction. I think that Gladbach will need to have a big reaction from the game against uh, Köln, where they lost, right? Um, I think that when you take into consideration, though, that Heidenheim actually have been pretty decent this year, I was tempted to go back. I went back and forth here, and I think that ultimately Gladbach should have the quality to beat Heidenheim at home. Um, so I went for a 2-1 win, but, you know, I really flipped back and forth between a Heidenheim win, a Gladbach draw, a, a draw, and then a Gladbach win, and uh, when in doubt, I, I always think a 2-1 home win is the safest bet. <laughs> so I've actually gone for a 1-1 draw in this game. Um, yeah, I yeah, totally yeah. agree with you. I think it's going to be a very tight game. I think, again, it's going to be a match that's, you know, between two teams who are quite hot and cold at the moment. Um, mm -hmm. I think Heidenheim were probably better than that Augsburg scoreline suggested last weekend. They did throw away a 2-0 yeah. lead, but some of the goals were just comical in how they went They went in, and it just looked like Heidenheim completely imploded. But on the whole, they've had a good start to the season. Um, I'm not really willing to completely give up on Gladbach just yet. Um, mm -hmm. It feels like every time they're about to kind of spiral out of control, they do pick up a result. Uh, you know, obviously going into that Cologne game, they'd been Bochum and drawn with Mainz, so you know, they are picking up points here and there, but um, I'm not quite really willing to give them the result in this one, because I do think yeah. Heidenheim have played quite well for the most part this season, and they do sit above them in the table to be fair, so yeah it's one of many fixtures this weekend I find myself just going for the draw because Man. I think 
you know, we, we get us quite a lot where we'll have some weeks where the top half of the table will play the bottom half of the table and then, you know, so we can run through those fixtures and there's a lot of kind of easy ones to make and then sometimes get these weeks where the top half play the top half and the bottom mm. half play the bottom half and it's much harder to separate them and I feel like that's this kind of weekend and this game's a perfect example of that. Yeah, no, totally. Um, yeah. Um, next is uh, Werder against Union Berlin. Actually, you know, Stefan, that's my match of the week. Um, and I, there's a lot of noise at Union Berlin right now. Um, we didn't talk too much about their Champions League game last night in the in the uh, bonus show. Um, we mentioned it in passing, right? Um, once again, I actually thought that they played really well. Um, it was just an outlandish assist by Kvarts Kelia that made the difference um, at the Olympiastadion. I think that uh, result, the third defeat for Union Berlin in the Champions League probably spells the end for them in that competition, which isn't a huge surprise, let's be honest here, right? Um, There is some fallout from that game, though. Um, The moment it was announced that Bonucci wasn't playing, Fabrizio Romano tweeting that Bonucci is unhappy, um, that he is unhappy and wants uh, words with the club on Wednesday. Bonucci, right after the game, then said that this is a completely fabricated story. Um, so a little bit of drama right there. Then Fofana not shaking hands with Urs Fischer when he came off. He's now suspended. Um, then on top of that, a former sporting director gave an interview with kickers saying there's a reason that Kevin Behrens and Geraldo uh, Becker were and sold sold the summer or were bought by other teams because they're not difference makers. I always think it's hilarious when former sporting directors, um, in lack of better terms, shit on their former clubs because there's a reason they're no longer there, right? Um, so there's a lot going on here. That's what I'm trying to say at Union Berlin. Um, I have to point out that I actually thought they played quite well against Napoli. Um, and, you know, with a little luck, they get a draw there, maybe even win it. And if I think if they have that sort of performance, and, you know, I've been saying this for a while, these results will turn around. Um, I do think that the biggest issue for Union Berlin is getting those new hard pieces that they brought in and gelling with the pieces that are already there. The turnover has been massive. But I think I think that they this they're going to finally turn it around against Werder Bremen. Um I think they're going it's going to be narrow, but I actually went for a two one Union Berlin win here. Yeah. I've actually gone for an Union win as well, actually. Um for <clears throat> many of the same reasons you have, to be honest with you. Um I completely agree with you. I think their performances recently have been better than the results have suggested, especially in the Champions League, actually. Um, but, and you know, it's maybe not a popular thing to say, but at this point, you kind of hope they do crash out and finish fourth just so they can put Europe behind them. It was all fun and games. They made a good bit of money, but they really need to kind of concentrate on the here and now, though. And, you know, I was actually listening to a podcast this week, actually. It was or this week, today, following on from the Newcastle Dortmund game. and it was an English news, uh, English podcast, and they were talking about how much Newcastle struggled with the, the how with how to adapt to European football and specifically Champions League matches midweek. And I was kind of thinking, I was like, with a club with the resources and the squad of Newcastle can struggle 
with juggling domestic and Champions League football, you can only imagine what Union are having to do right now. I know they have played in Europe in the last couple of years, but the Champions League is obviously a very different thing. And you can tell in each and every one of those performances, they are kind of playing out of their skin. And, um, you know, you said there's a whole bunch of drama. There's also the kind of scenes where the players went to go deal, uh, you know, in front, or not in front, actually, to talk to the ultras. And the ultras were very kind of positive and supporting him and things as well. So that was good to see. And, it does just kind of feel like we're just kind of waiting for something to flip and then the old Union will be back and they've got a perfect opportunity against a Werder Bremen team who have you know, now lost three on the three in a row. Uh, I thought they offered absolutely nothing against Dortmund. I wrote in my blurb in the Monday Bulletin about how, you know, if you look at Werder Bremen's attacking stats this season, Nicholas Fulkrug is still top or second or third for a lot of them. Uh, which goes to show like how much they've struggled to score goals. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I don't think Union will get a better opportunity. So I've gone for a 1-0 win because I think it'll be a very tight match. But yeah, yeah 1-0 to Union. And that, I think that result will go a long way for Union Berlin. Just kind of, you know, get things going into the right direction. Um, and you, you're quite right pointing out Werder Bremen's performance against Dortmund that was the most decisive one 0 victory if I've ever seen my entire life. But for Dortmund, <laughs> it's just it didn't even feel like a one 0 But you know, here we are. Um, all right. So up next, Augsburg against Wolfsburg. What do you think here? This episode of the Game Pressing Podcast is brought to you by Bet Online. The last of the major pro sports leagues kicks off this week, and Bet Online is your top spot for all your NBA action this season. With MLB postseason, NFL, and college football, and NHL in full swing, Bet Online is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. Get everything NBA at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access for every sport, anytime. Head to the bet online today to get in on the action. Don't forget to use the promo code BELIEVE, that is B-L-E-A-V, BELIEVE, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. This was another really tough one for me because Augsburg did play quite well. Um, well, obviously played quite well in terms of, you know, pull, turning the game around and get a result um, last weekend and... We also talked about the fact that their underlying numbers were actually performing quite well before they sacked the previous head coach. So, you know, I think this 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 is a decent Augsburg side that really should be kind of aspiring for kind of mid-table. And, I mean, that's where they're sitting right now, I guess. They are sitting 10th after that win last weekend. But I think they do come up against a really good, decent Wolfsburg side. You know, even though Wolfsburg have lost now two games in a row... Uh, I actually thought they were quite impressive for the most part against Bayer Leverkusen. It wasn't really yeah. until uh, maybe the last 20 minutes when Florian Wurtz came on and Leverkusen kind of stepped up a gear that we kind of saw yeah. maybe the limitations of this Wolfsburg team. And It's actually yeah. something we've now, I've noticed twice now that they do have a habit of, especially in the second half of games, just completely almost coming to a halt. Uh, it's something I noticed when they played Dortmund earlier in the year as well where they had a really good first half and contained them really well in the first half. And then everyone just kind of gave up. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know if they're handing out like hot cocoa at halftime or something and the players all get sleepy, but it's uh, <laughs> it, it's it's causing all sorts of issues. So I think there's every opportunity here for Augsburg to kind of snag a point or really kind of get back into this game even if they go behind. But 
as much as I wanted to put this down as a draw, I just kind of feel like Wolfsburg should have enough about them to kind of win this game. And yeah. they haven't been great on the road, so I wouldn't be surprised if they don't. But <laughs> there's just something that makes me think they should be picked up three points here. What's your result? Sorry, 2-1 to Wolfsburg. 2-1, yeah. I went for 2-0 for Wolfsburg. Um, yeah, I thought I thought a lot of Augsburg's performance was new manager bounce last week. That comeback went right. Um, and I, I, I saw, I watched the um, Leverkusen-Wolfsburg game in four and I was really impressed by Wolfsburg. Wint um, is one of the most exciting strikers in the Bundesliga that we don't talk about enough, I think. Um, you know, his numbers are exceptional. So I, I think they're going to they're gonna get all three points here. Um, and, you know, it's going to be an interesting game to watch. As is the next one, Stuttgart against Hoffenheim. That's actually technically a derby. Um, yeah. I wrote about Stuttgart this week and Angelo Stiller and how impressive he has been um, since he moved from Hoffenheim to rejoin his former head coach, Sebastian Hoeneß. Um, so if you want to read more about that, that's that's in the newsletter, right? The substack is out. Um, looked a little bit into Angelo Stiller's numbers. Um, needless to say, Stiller has done an incredible job to make a certain Wataru Endo forget, uh, a forgotten man in Stuttgart, right? Um, really impressive. He's only 22. You know, if he keeps up with his development, we'll probably see him in that Germany squad pretty soon. Um, I think, you know, there is there is a, there is a room for him there. Um, having said all that, I think this is going to be a really fascinating match. Pellegrino Matarazzo, the former Stuttgart manager, against Sebastian Hoeneß, the former Hoffenheim manager. Um, those teams do know each other quite well. It is a regional derby, I guess, sort of. Um, and I do think, though, that despite Gerasi being out, I think Stuttgart have just enough to win this game at home. And I, th- I went with a 2-1 victory for VfB. Yeah, I've got the exact same result, actually. Um, I think Stuttgart speak for themselves and, you know, your yeah. newsletter and, and what we've been saying in recent podcasts perfectly illustrates that. But I think it's also worth noting this Hoffenheim side and maybe considering that their position in the tables may be a little overinflated. Um, after the Friday night game, so after Dortmund's win against Werder Bremen on the Saturday afternoon, I took a look at the expected points in the Bundesliga, and so that's basically tallying up the expected goals and basically saying who should have scored what and how many points each team should have picked up. And the team with the most, the biggest contrast from actual points and expected points were Hoffenheim. And basically, the expected goals data suggests that Hoffenheim have kind of been riding their luck a little bit. And, you know, you could certainly look at it and say, look, they've got the best away record in the league right now, which is four wins out of four. But you then kind of peel behind the curtain or peek behind the curtain and realise those four wins are against Heidenheim, Cologne, Union Berlin and Werder Bremen. And, you know, you then, you then look at their home form where they've played a few more better teams. And that's where they've lost to Freiburg, They've lost to uh, Dortmund and they've lost to Frankfurt. And I think that's probably a better idea of, you know, where this Hoffenheim team are. They're certainly doing very well. They're certainly doing better under Matarazzo. But I think they've probably already begun to show that against decent sides, they do kind of struggle. Uh, and Stuttgart certainly that. So I've gone for a 2-1 win for Stuttgart. Not if Dennis Undaf plays for Stuttgart, he might be a good pickup for your fantasy team. Just saying, guy has unreal... Um, goal scoring um, like when you go back to his time um, to Belgium even even Brighton he, his his numbers weren't terrible there either 
Um, you know, he's a player Brilliant. I think who can really step up and um, just feast off Sebastian Hoeneß's system. So could be a good pickup. Anyways, um, Leipzig against Köln. Uh, what do you think here, Stefan? Is Köln going to run, um, run off their like derby win and get another win here? You're not laughing. That's good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I've gone for a pretty straightforward um, 2 0 win here for Leipzig, to be perfectly yeah, honest yeah. with you. Um, you could maybe make an argument that Leipzig have struggled when, you know, they've had, they've been asked to play two games in a row. Um, you know, you can go all the way back to the start of the season where after that really impressive Super Cup win against Bayern, they then lose to Leverkusen. Uh, after the young boys win in the Champions League, it's a very narrow 1-0 win over Gladbach. Uh, mm. After the Man City defeat, they draw with Bochum. So, you know, Marco Rosa's side not exactly the best at seemingly juggling, you know, a heavy fixture list. But, as far as I could tell, um, you know, that win over Red Star, not an easy one, but it was a quite comprehensive one. And even though Clone did win the Derby last weekend, I still think they were a very limited side. And, you know, Danny Olmo got 15 minutes. We probably expect him to play quite heavily yeah. in this game, which is quite literally a game changer, really, for Leipzig. Even though, you know, Xavi Simmons seems to have happily stepped in for him uh, and is doing tremendously well. So, yeah. Leipzig might look a little jaded, but I think they should have enough to beat Cologne. So I've gone for a two 0 win. Have you, have you seen Harvey Simmons' uh, latest social media post? Someone no. like some Man United fan retweeted um, Harvey Simmons to Man United, who says no, and then Harvey Simmons retweeted said retweeted and said I do. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. That's absolutely brilliant, and I think he's going to play a massive role in this game as well. And I think Leipzig are going to beat Köln three one. So I'm more or less in agreement with you. Um, I think Danny Olmo coming back is is massive. Um, he's just such a joy to to watch, right? As is uh, Javi Simmons. Um, his social media game is just as good as he is on the field. I think if you have that kind of form, you can do whatever you want, um, and he does, which is great. It's great for the league as well. Um, all right, your game of the week, Stefan Frankfurt against Dortmund. What do you think here? Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I, this game probably sums up the weekend, as I mentioned earlier, in terms of a lot of really, mm -hmm. really tight, interesting ties. And I think this one, more than any of them, will probably grab most people's attention. Um, Frankfurt have been such an interesting team this season. Um, absolutely decimated in the transfer window. New, unproven head coach on the sidelines. And not only all that, but he's had to come in and completely rebuild this team tactically, as well as player selections and everything else. And it should have all fallen apart. It should have turned into a flaming dumpster fire of a season for Frankfurt. But somehow they've managed to do quite well. And they've gone back to basics. And they've relied on the defense. And, you know, they've done really, really well. I mean, I say that the only Frankfurt game I've actually paid a lot of attention to this season was the one they lost. It was, it was that Wolfsburg game. Um, but I think on the whole, they put in a some really decent performances uh you know they come going to this game on a back-to-back uh, -back wins um and 
unbeaten at home, only one goal conceded in four home games so far this season. And I think if you then partner that with the fact that, and again, this is something we talked about in the bonus or reaction show after the Champions League, the fact that Dortmund um, under Terzic has certainly proven to be a far more pragmatic defensive side. We saw that last week against Werder Bremen where, you know, they, 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 they didn't kind of run around like headless chickens um, trying to score goals, which is kind of what has been Dortmund's kind of go-to tactic over the last three or four seasons. Um, they did eventually get their goal against Bremen, so fair play to them, but I do also I do think a better, maybe more coherent team would have been able to maybe claw, claw a point from that game. And I do suspect that, Bremen, that Frankfurt might be able to do that on Sunday. So I've actually gone for a 1-1 draw in this match. Oh, um, that's interesting. Um, I actually went for a 2-0 um, Dortmund win here. Um, I just don't know if Frankfurt have the pieces yet that to do to score goals. I'm just checking what the status is for, for Julian Brandt, um, whether he is going to be back or not. Do do we have any up, Do we have an update on this before I check? I tried to check earlier today. I couldn't see anything. Uh, I can quickly check while you fill some dead air. Um, <laughs> no, so he is he is expected to make the bench. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, who so needs Julian Brand when you got Marcel Sabitzer? Well, here he's been playing. Anyways, <laughs> I do think that Dortmund are going to win this game two 0 Um, I just think that the way that they've been playing, um, has been very economical. Although, you know, the, the game against Newcastle, I described the first half in particular as pure chaos. Um, neither team could defend or score. It was just a bunch of head... <laughs> so you, you mentioned that against Bremen, they weren't running around like headless chicken. Against Newcastle, both sides were doing that very much. So <laughs> um, I've never seen a more disjointed performance by two teams at the same time um, and you know I, I mentioned to the guys that from the Newcastle podcast that I went on that they were saying well the last, the last 20 minutes or so um, with the, the hitting the crossbar twice you know that they, they maybe should have won the game and I pointed out that well you know what <laughs> this could have also been a 5-4 victory for Dortmund considering the amount of chances that everyone had um, you know I think this is going to be a little bit more settled down Dortmund no Frankfurt as an opponent. The Waldstadion is just as loud as, as St. James Park, maybe even louder. Um, so that's going to be a factor. But I just the I'm just don't see the attacking quality in the Frankfurt side right now. So I went for a 2-0 Dortmund win, which of course sets things up nicely for the Klassica next week. Um keep an eye on that. All right. <laughs> so last match. Uh both these teams in the Europa League. Um, so they are playing last. As we record, Freiburg have just won their game against Serbian side Baka Topola, um, or Bacca Topola, I guess. 3-1, Rifo Hattrick. Uh, I don't think we're going to see a Rifo Hattrick on, uh, on Sunday. Some interesting comments, though, by Christian Streich hey, in a recent interview saying that he is feeling like the energy is dwindling um, alluding to an end of the career down the road um, that's caused quite a steer in Freiburg um, 
obviously, you know, when the, t- the time will come, I guess he's 58 now, it's going to be extremely difficult for Freiburg to replace uh, Streich when he does ride into the sunset. That's, of course, not the case on Sunday, but I do think that Leverkusen are going to win this game um, 2-0, Stefan. I know you almost picked this idea as your match of the week, but because you picked Leverkusen almost every week, deferred from doing it this time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've gone for a 2-1 win here for Leverkusen. Um, you know, it's a shame to hear Strike say that because it does kind of feel like Freiburg um, are doing quite well in the most part. You know, after eight games to be eighth, I think Strike would have probably taken that, you know, two points off sixth place. And it does feel like at times he's just kind of treading water with Freiburg or he puts so much effort into just kind of keeping them where they are which is really above their station if you consider the finances and support and things like that um, but they've done absolutely fine this season they've, they've, they've had some struggles I think injuries have obviously played a big part in that um, but for the most part you know they've been sold at home and it's just that away form that's really seeming to kind of make them struggle um, having said that they play some really difficult games on the road I mean <laughs> Their first five home games of the season. Let me just read this out to you and you might appreciate why Chris Strikes feeling a bit exhausted. Uh, Hoffenheim on day one. Oh, no, not day one, but first away game, Hoffenheim. Second away game, Stuttgart. Third away game, Frankfurt. Fourth away game, Bayern Munich. And then fifth away game is Bayer Leverkusen. And, uh, you know, you can understand why Freiburg would feel absolutely battered after those five games. Um, and unfortunately... Uh, I feel like this one's going to be another big slog for them. Um, yeah, I've gone for a 2-1 win for Leverkusen. I think it's going to be a very tight game. I think it's going to be a really fun game to watch. But uh, yeah, I think Leverkusen will probably keep top spot in the league um, going into match day, what, 10 next week? No, this is match, yeah, yeah. match day 10, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they will happily watch Bayern and Dortmund take points from one another. It's <laughs> well. Um, well, that which is actually quite interesting. Uh, you know, I don't want to prelude, but I think Bayern Dortmund has one one written all over it. Um, I think that's, Dortmund that's next week's hand preview show done. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you know, you're quite right about Freiburg. The Europa League group isn't exactly easy either, right? Um, really? You know, today was the easiest game, and they also have Olympiacos and they have West Ham, and so that's quite a lot of travel as well. Um, to some, you know, more exotic places and uh, and Greece and Serbia. Anyways, so um, that rounds up the match day. As always, brought to you by Bet Online in association with Get German Football News. Um, Stefan, any final thoughts before we wrap up this week? Uh, no, just say a big thanks to everyone who subscribes. Big thanks to everyone who's following me on Threads. Um, seems to be got, picking up momentum. Uh, I'm enjoying it. And any opportunity I can to tell people that I'm no longer on Twitter and to please follow me on Threads, uh, I will take. Um, it's it's sorely lacking Bundesliga content, actually. Obviously because the league itself can't join it right now because uh, the EU issue. But um, there are some of us. There are dozens of us. And we're trying to make the most of it. Exactly, yeah. There's quite a few people. So yeah, if, you, if you've got nothing else to do this weekend, download threads and go follow me on it. Find us. I'm still um, on Twitter as well. Um, kind of currently wait and see mode who is going to emerge victorious. I Also in Blue Sky where a lot of the Bundesliga community is because unlike 
threat. Blue Sky seems to be available on in in Europe, but who knows? Who knows? I do enjoy threats quite a bit. Um, it doesn't seem to have the angry people yet. Uh, that might change, but for now it seems to be mostly civilized. And I think Meta, uh, for all their faults, do a really good job uh, eliminating those who have bad intentions right away. Um, so, you know, find me there. Um, I'm absolutely on there. I'm posting a lot of my comments there. And I'm going to experiment. I'm going to Germany next week for um, both the Klassiker and also the um, NFL Europe game in Frankfurt, Stefan. And I might experiment with threats, um, you know, for match day stuff there rather than using Twitter. So see how that goes. Although, you know, that's an interesting question. If I have an American account, but I'm in Europe, can I still use threats? You'll find out very soon. Um, the, the the guy who runs Threads, um, the creator, or not the creator, the, the guy who's in charge of it, did say that they're hoping to have the EU situation sorted in the next couple of months. So yeah. um, no idea what that means for you next week, but hopefully it would mean that we'll have the Bundesliga back on, to, back on it um, very shortly. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be, I guess I, I will be on my Canadian number, even though I'm in Germany, so... You will see me on threats or not, I guess, is the answer. <laughs> we'll find out. Uh, anyways, we'll be back next week with lots and lots of content. So um, check us out on threats. Check us out. Check out the Substack. Um, until next time, auf Wiedersehen. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Our house is a mess. Come on in. I'm Amber Wallen, internet comedian, plant queen, and host of your new favorite podcast, Fly on the Wild. Okay, that's pretty presumptuous to assume that this is going to be their favorite podcast, by the way. Like, come on, Amber. Anyway, that wasp that you just heard interrupt me is my husband. And co-host, Benjamin Wallen, also a comedian, and I host people at our home. I have a great wine collection in my cellar. Well, you it's mean cellar. the mini fridge. It's a mini fridge. It's a mini yeah. fridge. New episodes of Fly on the Wallen drop every Wednesday. Listen in as we discuss relationships, books, and keeping our sweet baby kid alive while we make laughs on the internet. Subscribe to Fly on the Wallen wherever you get your podcasts.